Hello and welcome to First Geek 411. I'm your host, Cameron Franklin, and with me as always, my best man, Chris Nicolay. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm ready for bed, amongst other things. It's been a long weekend. Yeah, we can hurry through. We'll have to a little bit, but not no content lacking, nonetheless. I just want to sleep before 4th of July deprives me of more sleep. (laughs) Yeah, that's how they get you. <laughs> How about yourself? I'm doing good. Um, week was good. We started playing D and D yesterday. Um, as a recording, so we'll talk more about that the next time we do a news episode. But yeah, excited. Spider Man's coming out soon. Tomorrow. Yeah, we're not going tomorrow because but... of the fourth. <laughs> but I'm excited about that. Let's go, Tom Holland, my man. What about Gyllenhaal? I'm I'm excited for Gyllenhaal as well. He's no Tom Holland, we'll but see. I'm pretty excited. But yeah, it'll be it'll be a good movie. This week we are going to be taking a look at Core 2020 and doing our top ten cards from the latest Magic: The Gathering set. Before we get into that, this episode of First Geek 411 is sponsored by Thy Geek Dumb Come. When Klingons invade your time with God, don't run from it, embrace it, and let your geek and faith flags fly together with Thy Geek Dumb Come a 42-day devotional that merges the geeky things you love with the God you love. Get your copy today at Amazon or use the promo code 1geek411 to get 25% off the ebook at mythosinc.com. Yeah. So go check that out. Make sure you use the promo code. Get a, give a shout out to Mythos and Inc. Um, you can find them on all the social media platforms. Tell them we sent you. And so, Core 2020, um, this is the second core set we've had since the end of core sets. Want to give a quick rundown of like what makes a core set different than a normal set? Um, a core set is just a it. I mean, it does have lore in it, but it's um, oftentimes reprints. Um, no, they're not specific. The the cards in it aren't specific to any plane. Um, more so, just a broad, broad grabbing of common things, common pieces from the magic sets in general. Um, oftentimes, you get core like a. Staple pieces that are reprinted throughout these series, these sets, um, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say about yeah, that. Like, there's some cool like reprints. Like I don't think, like to that. Like we have the ley lines. Um, so one of the things that'll often be really cool is that you'll get cards like that. That we we're not going to go back to the plane anytime soon, but we can get those cards and we can get them out. Another one that we won't be talking about um, from our lists is Graft Digger's Cage, which is a really good graveyard hate spell. Um, it's a little artifact that just sits there and can do some work. And so cards like that, that are just like nice to have. Um, we see a lot of those in core sets. Um, yeah. Like pacifism, like certain mm-hmm. removal cards, duress. We get a lot, you get a lot of reprints of cards that are just good in the colors, um, to kind of bring some continuity to gameplay. A lot of times they're not like the say. cards you're building your deck around, but they're really good supplements to other deck themes. Um, that's not exclusively true by any means, but, um, then also typically corsets are a bit easier to understand card wise. There's not as complex mechanics and stuff like that. Again, that doesn't mean that they're easy or that like, but they're typically like a pretty good jumping in point for newer players as well. So with that, um, normal disclaimers for a top 10 magic, the gathering episode, we are not professional players. We play for fun. Um, and a lot of the cards that we like come through the lens of commander and some, some, sometimes they're just 
fun more than good or the flavor text is perfect yes i don't know (laughs) so we'll explain why we like them um and then if you have any cards that you think are awesome from the latest set let us know you can do that by sending us an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com on our facebook twitter and playstation community which is 1geek411 and of course you can rate and subscribe to us on stitcher itunes and google podcasts and then you can check out our show notes at 1geek411.com certain host forgot to do that at the top of the show with that chris what's your first card for my first one let's do my probably my favorite card in the set it's just funny uh colossus hammer Mm. it is a one cost artifact um with an eight cost equip and it gives equipped creature plus 10 plus 10 and it loses flying yeah just hilarious um and the flavor text on it there's only one way to be sure it's really dead mm-hmm. yeah the art for this is sweet a, it's just a big hammer yeah, just, it looks like a dwarf, a dwarf carrying, carrying a, a giant hammer. hammer which definitely the head on that is larger than him yeah. it's it's great i i, I want to just run this card just because it'd be fun mm-hmm. get if you spent eight equip it's my 10 10 <laughs> my 11 11 so i put it on my 1 1 creature look lana where else is a 11 11 to wreck got him <laughs> um but yeah just a great all in all just random piece of equipment probably not going to see much play anywhere but a lot of fun yeah it's really cool there's there's lots of ways to cheat equip cost too and like in like modern and commander and so we could definitely see it like sliding into one of those ty- style of decks where it's like a one cost artifact that some small percent of the time you actually want to equip as a win con. And so, yeah, my first card is, um, voracious Hydra, which is X green, green, um, for a zero one Hydra. Um, it has trample and then it enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters. So if you spend three total mana, it's a one, two. Um, but when it enters the battlefield, um, you can either double the number of counters on it, or you can have it fight a creature you don't control. Um, so I just like that flexibility. The fact that you can either dump a bunch of mana into it and then make it even bigger, or you can use it as a like creature removal spell. I like that versatility in my Hydras. Yep. Well, like, this deck got even the Hydra command. Mm-hmm. Like, you're... That reduces Hydra spells you cost for less to cost. There's a guaranteed four there. Boom. That's Gargos. Uh, my friend's looking at building him for his next um, commander. Just commander. Hydra tribal. Mm-hmm. Get him. Um, speaking of commanders um, and legendary creatures, my next card is Atempsis All-Seeing. I think Cameron was letting me take this because... It has an alternate loss condition. Yes, and they are your favorite things. I could I could never take this from you. Yeah. So Atempsis is a Sphinx. Costs three and three blue. So kind of pricey for a four or five. But it has flying. And then it also has two and a blue. You draw two cards, then discard a card. But whenever Atempsis all-seeing deals damage to an opponent, you may reveal your hand. If cards with at least six different converted mana costs are revealed this way, that player loses the game. Yeah, just 
just fun. And it's like, Ooh, are you going to let it in? Are you going to let it in? No, I don't. No, you, you're still in. I really like the mind <laughs> games of this card. I think there's a lot of just yes. like, well, like if you get me, you get me. It is what like, it is. Because there's going to be that chance of like you just swing like on turn seven, like after casting this and you just happen to actually have six different CMCs and it's just they're like, gotcha. Doesn't require like turn set. Well, nor- likely the deck this goes in for me is a Laurel. So it is going to be later because I'm trying to get my mana mm-hmm. out. Mana colors out three colors. Um, so to have the three blue. Yeah, likely you're going to be later, a little later. But yeah, just just fun. It's like, oh, by the way, here's zero. Here's a one. Here's a four. <laughs> there's a five. Here's a nine. Here's a... Um, Or just whiff. Every, mostly probably going to whiff. But that's probably my favorite thing about like alternate loss conditions like this because it's like, okay. If you got it, you got it. Got them. Got it, you got it. If you don't, you probably don't. Well, I mean, you probably just don't. It's yeah. going to be, it's tough to pull off. Um, gr- a lot of mana curve control in your hand is mm-hmm. tough. But yeah, it's going to be maybe, maybe my mono. No, it's just going to go in a deck. Never mind. Not building around him, but still fun. My next one. Um, I'm going to save some of the, my legendaries for later. Um, I got Night Pack Ambusher, which is two in a green green. I'm going to guess on a green kick right now. Um, it has Flash and it's a four four wolf. It says wolves and werewolves you control get plus one plus one. Then at the beginning of your instep, if you didn't cast a spell this turn, create a one one or a two two green wolf creature token. I like that. You got a four, four to block with um, that you can cast in your opponent's combat step. And then if you ever just don't cast spells in your turn, you get a werewolf, a wolf that becomes a three, three. That's pretty cool. It's really good with Arlen from the last set also, um, which gives wolves you can add into the battlefield an extra plus one, plus one counter. Like it's a pretty cool card. I don't know if we'll see wolf tribal or anything, but there's some cool ones going on. Why not? get all the wolves my next card is going to be agent of treachery he is a seven cost to go along with that sphinx mechanic i guess (laughs) um this is just kind of a quirky card seven cost is pretty high especially for a two three um human rogue creature um no other special abilities really um at least while it's on the battlefield but it does have the enter the battlefield trigger of gain control of target permanent and then at the beginning of your end step, if you control three or more permanents you don't own, draw three cards. So can turn into uh, some good card advantage. Um, also good in flicker. Mm-hmm. Um, or just steel decks and, well, permit perma steel decks, I should say. Um, well, actually, you know, temporary steel works too. Um, you can always... Okay, you get it all back, but at the end step, I did control three or more permits I didn't own. Mm-hmm. So get it from there. Yeah, this it's, it's a, a pretty fun... cool like little archetype you can build around to like take your stuff. And so Yep. Let me borrow that. <laughs> I like it. It's it's one of those cards that, like that I fully anticipate being completely blown out by at some point. I'm just like, yep, you got me. Screw you. <laughs> you suck. Um yeah, but people hate it. So you get targeted out. You're like I hold grudges. <laughs> you steal my stuff and do stuff against me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'll be I'll be happy to give you stuff if I'm playing Zancha. That's fine. Here, Specifically Zancha. 
Maybe not other stuff, yep. but specifically Xandra. Yeah. My next one um, is Icon of Ancestry, which is a three-mana artifact. Um, when it enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Um, creatures you control the chosen type get plus one, plus one. And then three and tap to look at the top three cards of your library. You may reveal a creature card of the chosen type from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest at the bottom of your library in any order. I like this for vampires um, in Commander. It's really good with Edgar Markov. It's just a, an extra way to draw a card, but also make sure that card is a vampire um, or is on whatever tribe you're wanting to do. And so um, I think it's a pretty cool anthem. I like these anthems that they've been doing recently that are like choose a creature type. Like we had, um, there's one in Ixalan and, um, and then there was like Vanquisher's Banner also, which is from Ixalan. But um, I like these types of cards because they, they're really good just synergies in any tribal deck. And so, you know, like I said, grabbing a creature of that type is pretty much where most of these decks want to be because one of the places that they suffer is whenever they can't get um, any more creatures going. So, for your tribal deck needs, Icon of Ancestry. Yeah, I saw it. It's, I mean, it's not bad. I just feel like some of the other, like, ant, like tribal artifacts are just so much better. This one's kind of, mm-hmm. meh, it's fine. They're not, I guess they're trying to keep everything from being, like, overly powered. Like, I'd rather just draw a card. Yeah, depends on the deck. I don't know. Yep. So, like, I guess like so. for blue tribes, um, like, pretty much like drawing a, a card is probably just better. But if you're in a tribe that, like, especially like, because this is really good for like mono white decks too, decks that struggle that are tribal but struggle with card draw on their own. Just having a having something yeah. like that. So, my next card is my favorite common from the set, um, Unholy Indenture. It's two and a black for an enchantment aura. Does have enchant creature. When enchanted creature dies, return that card to battlefield under your control with a one-one counter on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steal your stuff and make it bigger. Yeah, I like these types of cards because it doesn't. It's yeah. Most of the time we see aura cards, they are enchant creature you control. This one is not. It's just enchant creature. So target your friends. Yeah, we've had a hand, like we had like Kaya's ghost form in the last set too, which kind of did a similar thing. Except yeah. for any permanent, which is crazy, and it's whenever it leaves the battlefield, yeah. which is nice. So, or no, it says dies or would be exiled. Mm. I believe is what Kaya says specifically, which is nice. Yeah, uh, it's a cool effect. There's definitely one of those things that you can build around and get a pretty cool deck going for. Yeah, or it's one of the things that you happen to steal because it's one of your two to count toward <laughs> your three to draw three cards. Just saying. I don't know. <laughs> My next card is Embodiment of Agonies. It's a one black black demon. It's a zero zero, and it has flying and death touch. It enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one plus one counter on it. For each different converted mana costs among non-land cards in your graveyard. So this is great in your seven different CMCs deck. Um, although this is just yep. different mana costs, not specifically CMCs. Yeah, it says mana costs. You said CMC oh, when you read so the card, read it but it's mana costs. And because it gives you the example, 
in it. So that's any like so two and a green is not the same as one and two yeah. green. That's a different convert. That's a different mana cost itself. Mm-hmm. So it ha- it's a lot more flexible in that. And it's it's hilarious. I love it. Yeah. I can really see this card being a pretty good finisher um, for control decks. Um, because since it is only three mana, you kind of have that ability to drop it and then protect it. Um, versus like as a three drop where you probably don't have that much or that many different mana costs in your graveyard if you play it early. But um, I like this card. I think it has a good chance of seeing some some decent standard play, but we'll have to wait to see because we're not competitive players. And I don't play standard pretty much at all outside of limited or sealed. Pretty much just pre-release. <laughs> yep. My next card is a bag of holding. Nice little allusion to D&D. Um, and it is just a one-cost artifact um, that kind of generates card advantage, potentially. It's whenever you discard a card, exile that card from your graveyard. Um, has tap abilities. Two and tap, draw a card, then discard a card. Four and tap, sacrifice Bag of Holding. Return all cards exiled with Bag of Holding to their owner's hands. So this is a good kind of early, um, especially in Commander, like... I drew my lands, but everything I have costs a lot. Okay, well, I have Bega Holding, fortunately. You play it, you start filtering, getting those smaller things out, and then when you're ready, Bega Holding, get all your big stuff out when you're ready to start playing them. It's, It's really... I think this is a really strong card in Commander just because of that. Um, it helps. Oh, if it's an opening hand, you could take more risks. Um... If you have big bombs, it's like, okay, well, I don't want to wait that long to play things, um, which is like one of my biggest problems. Like I typically keep hands that are late game. Um, and so like allowing you to filter a little bit is really nice and to start getting maybe more lands or more get draw that ramp while you're allowing. It's like, okay, I have no cards in hand. Mm-hmm. Now I have a full hand, full grip. Yeah, I like really this a good. lot. I think it's a great card. Um, this is one of that would have been on mine if it wasn't already on yours. Um, but yeah, that ability to like, cause typically when you discard a card, that's a drawback, but that ability to just kind of save it for later. Yeah. The fact that it's essentially it, because it's not drawback, it's because it puts in that mechanic that discarding it to exile. So it's not in your graveyard. It's sitting there, and ultimately, when you're ready for it, it's coming back to your hand. You're not discarding. It's like, it's just useless to me right now. It's useless to me right now, but I'm saving mm-hmm. it for later. And the flavor text is, there's no prepared like over-prepared. It's true. You need a bag of holding in D&D. My next card, um, it's a twofer. Um, I have to have one thing on here that we cheat. One of the themes for this set is like flying tribal. Um, so cards that care about you having cards with flying. And so for this, I picked two of those. Um, the first is Winged Words, which is two and a blue um, sorcery. The spell costs one less to cast if you control a creature with flying and then draw two cards. Just a nice little common, like draw two for two. Like that's a pretty good rate. It's better than Divination in a deck where you have flying creatures. And so, yeah. And then similarly, um, Empyrean Eagle is one white blue for a creature, a bird spirit with flying other creatures you control with flying, get plus one plus one. And it's a two, three. 
Um, so I like these kinds of decks where you're just kind of built on like blue white flyers. It's a really good archetype. It'll probably be pretty good in draft. Um, and so I just like these two, um, com- this common and uncommon together. I think they're pretty cool. I anticipate playing them. Makes sense. A lot. <laughs> Play them all. Always. Um, my next one is blood for bones. I'm doing a lot of black cards. They kind of swapped. Um, yeah. Blood for bones is a four cost sorcery spell. It's three and a black as an additional cost to cast a spell, sack a creature, then return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield, then return another creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Um, this card's just, it's, it's good. The fact that you get a recur, like it's going in my elf deck. So sack mm-hmm. a token get something that someone else got rid of earlier back to the straight to the battlefield and grab something else that cast um it's good really strong recursion spell and i'm excited to throw that in my elf deck or anything with really black where you have a advantageous swap um graveyard mm-hmm. mechanics yo yeah i like this card a lot too um there's so many decks especially in commander where sacking a creature is what you want to be doing it's not it's not a downside really whether like what you said with creature tokens or if you're playing a like sacrifice based deck like there's just so much good stuff that you can reanimate now with this card so what my next one is the control card for this review uh, or for this top 10 yeah you dirty <laughs> control player and it's tails end it's a one and a blue instant Counter target activated ability, triggered ability, or legendary spell. Um, so I like that this is not just like a normal counter spell. Like you can't just like save this and hit everything. But like in commander, it can be pretty good to just buy you a couple turns against someone's commander. Or it has, has that like stifle effect where you can hit an activated or triggered ability. So like you can stop a planeswalker from getting an emblem. You can... Um, do kind of all kinds of cool like shenanigans with that or just nope someone's commander well it's like how not many cards counter triggered abilities which that alone in terms of introducing a counter is really strong Mm -hmm. it's like nope you don't get that like so many things start like so many infinite combos start off with a trigger a triggered ability and keeping that off the stack and Mm-hmm. save the game um it's it's great it's a really 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 good counter card for running blue and commander you might want to run this it's just mm-hmm. it's a good way to interrupt things and it's good card just to hold on to from mm-hmm. the beginning for when you need it yeah activated or triggered ability too man it's so good yeah like yeah <laughs> i hate it i love it i hate how much i, I love it, it. Um, my next card is brought back. It's a two in two white cost instant. Choose up to two target permanent cards in your graveyard that were put there from the battlefield this turn. Return return them to the battlefield tapped. Recursion mm-hmm. in white. It's super nice. Um, and I'm just all about. I like graveyard recursion. Like in Commander, it's so strong when you see it in off colors. Just because it's like, finally, I have a way to return things that I really am annoyed that someone destroyed. Especially when they're not, like, threatening. <laughs> just like, 
Really? I just That's need to be my mana dork. Why you got to destroy it and be so mean? Yeah. Why you got to be? Why you got to be like that? Yeah. Brought back. I like Chris this a Tart. lot. It has beautiful art by Mitchell something. I can't read on. Yeah. Malo Malloy. So, Mitchell Malloy. I really like this card Malloy. too. This is another one that probably would have been on mine had it had it not already been on yours. Yeah, I picked this one like as mm-hmm. soon as I saw it actually because. I, I like white a lot, but white has so many drawbacks. It's probably in commander, the weakest mono color. Um, all in all, just because it doesn't do things yep. you need in commander. Well, it has no ramp outside of artifacts. It doesn't um, have a ton of card draw. It doesn't like, right? Yeah. It's really lacking in mostly card draw. So, I mean the fact like that you can get card advantage almost or, at least board state through recursion is nice um it does mm-hmm. the things it does yeah. well removal it it removes everything all the time white is there's always white board wipes and there's always white single target removal that it's hard to get around single because it exiles instead of destroys mm-hmm. or anything of the sort and so recursion super nice so in the flavor text for brought back is as long as your courage remains your life will not falter by safara sky's blade <laughs> yeah segue of my safara. next card is safara sky's blade um <laughs> she's a four white 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 <laughs> legendary creature angel she's a seven seven um and then she has you may pay a single white and tap four untapped creatures you control with flying rather than pay the spells mana cost. Then it has flying and lifelink and then other creatures you control have with flying have indestructible. So I'm actually considering yeah. playing this in modern for black, white tokens. She's good. Like it has like this pseudo convoke. Um, they don't put convoke on there because it's reducing the actual cost by two mm-hmm. by using creatures to pay for it. And you do yeah. have to use a land, like a, but man, seven seven for for one essentially. Mm-hmm. If you can manage, and you can it. do like like summoning sick tokens, like you can use to pay for this. So like turn three, you can play lingering souls. Turn four to so get two um, white spirits with flying, and then on your next turn, turn four, you can flash that back, get the other two spirits, then tap all four of them and pay one white to get Safara into play. Yeah. And it's, that's probably not the most busted thing you're doing in modern, but no, it seems pretty fun. She seems like a fun mono white flyer commander would be good mm-hmm. in, in commander, but just in general, yeah, she's really good. Uh, can be strong and sealed um, mm-hmm. for sure. She's going to, she's, she's going to probably be one of the, I see her being like one of the strongest cards in sealed. Um, you're gonna run her if you pull her, just because yeah. that at the tapping the four untapped creatures put out a seven seven, giving everything else your flyers indestructible. Um, either you're gonna force them away some kill spells, or you know mm-hmm. on her, or just whatever. It's so good and sealed. Yeah, um, and a seven seven is not easy to remove. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how much like um, exile based removals specifically in this set, but. A lot of times in sealed, there's not enough, right? Like, or it's very like hard to cast, and so there's not like most of the best removals typically in black and red, in the sets. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, they, we do have the counter that works on her. She is a legendary creature um, mm-hmm. that we mentioned earlier. 
but yeah like the i'd say the red burn spells are pretty strong but like i still think that i think they're maxing out around five so yeah. you're that's multiple burn spells or to force creatures to do damage to them somehow mm. is yeah or board white but but then you lose her, but all your other stuff is indestructible. Yep. So it's like like that's that's one of the things that I like about her so much. Ugh. I want her. She's good. Yeah. What's your next card? My next card. Let's go with. Let's see. Let's do another commander card. Well, I don't know. She, he's not gonna be my commander, but he's going in my five color commander. And that's Golos. The Golos Tireless Pilgrim. Um, mm-hmm. He is a five cost uh, artifact creature. Scout. Three five. When Golos Tireless Pilgrim enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a land card. A land card, we should say. Important. Put that card onto the battlefield tap and shuffle your library. Um, then he has the reason why that's important is it doesn't say basic land. It is any land in your deck. Mm-hmm. So that kind of ramp is is strong too strong yeah okay not too strong but really strong um i mean that's why that's why primeval titans banned in commander because it's two lands okay <laughs> um yeah. his other ability is, is activated ability is two and then one of every color exile the top three cards of your library you may play them this turn without paying their mana costs yeah, yeah. i like paying free stuff i really like golos um, as you got to like, since you can get any land, this is a great commander for like a specific, any kind of like specific land synergy deck. Um, so if, if I end up building this, I'm probably going to build mazes end. that's what everyone's um, saying. Shut up. And so, cause that's like, that's just what you got to do. Golos and flicker. Um, I win. Yeah. I really like that ability. And I guess like you said, being able to play the top three cards for free or for seven mana. Like seems pretty good. Yep. You do still obey like timing restrictions, but you know, like, yeah. So it's not like you can just like activate this on your opponent's end step and always get value or something like that. But there's a lot of really cool things you can just do on your own turn for seven mana, play three spells. I mean, it's a good way. Like, yeah, you're playing seven mana for potential. Hopefully pay three spells off the top of your deck, you know, two, maybe they, hopefully they cost more than seven that you get just value and cost casting costs is always nice. Um, yeah, I really like him. I like this art. Um, actually, I, I haven't seen art that I really don't like in this set. I'm, I'm really liking just all the art, pe- art pieces in, in this set mm-hmm. so far. My next card, um, is Villas. Broker of Blood, five black, black, black for a legendary creature demon. He's an eight, eight. Um, he has flying and then pay black, pay two life. Target creature gets minus one, minus one till end of turn. Then whenever you lose life, draw that many cards. So this is great with that reanimation type stuff that we talked about earlier. Um, and so what was that? Blood for Bones? Yeah, Blood for Bones. Like, yep. this card is great with that. If you can get this guy into your graveyard and then reanimate him. Like. You don't talk about, like, making decks about reanimate because that's just. <laughs> stop it. 
But I like that even like if now like if you get attacked by your opponents, sure you lose life, but you get to draw those cards. Yep. Like there's just a lot of really good value there of just like yeah sure I'll take it. It's like addition. It's like some protection, you know. You're like okay, fine. But yeah, this is for me. This is not a card I would want to play as a commander, but it's a card that I anticipate going into a lot of black commander decks. Mono black. No. Um, my next card is going to be Flood of Tears. This is really cool, rare. Um, it is four and two blue. It is a sorcery spell. What it does is you return all non-land permanents to their owner's hands. And then if you return four or more non-token permanents that you control this way, you may put a permanent card from your hand onto the battlefield. Um, I'm liking these because so many, so often, anytime there's like a bounce or board wipes, you lose, you have a disadvantage mm-hmm. because you spent the mana to do something and now they can, they, they get the first opportunity to recur. Right. Um, this says, okay, yeah, I pull all these back to as well and I get this out. Yeah, I like it a lot. It is a sorcery, um, which is what it is. But but yeah, I mean, oh. at least you get to put your thing back in play. Yeah, well, they learn from their one instant. Yeah, Cyclonic Bounce, Rift is a everything. bit too strong. It's 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 dumb. Should cost like three more for its overload cost. Yeah. <laughs> or should only hit okay. one opponent. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, but it's not me. I mean, yeah. Pods, but at the same time, like that's such a good card, though. It costs too much, though, now, so mm-hmm. it's inaccessible. Yeah, it needs to be reprinted, but it probably won't happen anytime soon. My next card is an elf, and that's Kithis the Hidden Hand. It's white, black, green for a legendary creature, elf advisor. It's a 3 4. Legendary spells you cast cost one less to cast and then exile two legendary cards from your graveyard until end of turn. Each legendary card in your graveyard gains. You may play this card from um, from your graveyard. So really cool, like legendary tribal. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. It's really good with the. Um, to say from the last uh, from Modern Horizons. It's all right. Um, because you it's just three CMC and it has like it has three of the colors and then like you're just gonna pump her up. And so then it makes all your other stuff cheaper, which is pretty sweet. Yep, so you don't have the pumps to say, so now you can get technically if she's fully powered eight cost spells mm-hmm. um straight to the battlefield. I love that. That that's a tutor. Get an eight cost tutor spell on a stick. With Sisay. Yeah, she's my she's my five color. Not gonna lie. Yeah, she's great. Never going back. Never going back. My last card is Chandra Awakening Inferno. And this card's just strong as a planeswalker. So this is a plane Chandra Planeswalker. She does cost six, so it's four and two red caster. She comes in with six counters, though. So that's really good. Also, she can't be countered. So say goodbye to your your counter spell up down there. Mm-hmm. Tails in. Although I, then I guess then you just save it for your trigger, um, the triggered ability. Um, but her plus two is each opponent gets an emblem. Okay. Yeah, on the plus two. It's ready broken. Yeah, it's on the plus, like the thing you want to be doing um, pretty much all the time. 
gets an opponent at the beginning of that says at the beginning of your upkeep, this emblem deals one damage to you. Okay. Best part is if you get taken out early, the emblems are still yeah. there. They have the emblem. They just keep ticking. Yeah. Like from the grave, you can snipe them. Yeah. You're like, you guys took me out, but I'm still doing work. It reminds me of um, like, whenever you like, like playing in like a, I've been playing Borderlands recently and it has that mechanic. Like when you're knocked down, if you can get a kill, you get back in. Yeah. That, that's kind I of what it made me think of. Thing. Like when you, when you mentioned that to me before and I was like, Ooh, yeah. It's like when you throw that grenade and then it kills the enemy after you've been knocked down and you're back up. It's like, let's go, let's go. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, I love it. Um, probably one of, you know, I, out of the three Chandra's least interesting art. In my opinion. Yeah, it's just very Chandra. Um, She's on fire. It's just Chandra. It's like we've seen this before. Yep. Her hair's fire. Her hands are casting fire spells. Mm -hmm. It's Chandra. Um, The other two Chandra arts are just fun. Um, We see a different Mm -hmm. aspect of Chandra in them. It's really nice. Um, But the minus three ability on Chandra Awakening Inferno deals three damage to each non-elemental creature. It's pretty good, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then minus X, Chandra Awakening Inferno deals X damage to target creature or planeswalker. If a permanent dealt damage this way would die this turn, exile it instead. Boom. Burn. I really like this Chandra. It's probably one of my favorite planeswalkers we've seen in quite a while. Uh, it's just breaking planeswalker rules. It's it's so don't know how to feel about yeah. it. Even like without the plus two, like I like the fact that it like it can come down and it can either be a board wipe or it can destroy a big thing. I like that you can mm. do either of those. Um, it's going in my chaos deck because it's just kind of chaotic. Yeah. And to your point, there is a handful of things on the planeswalkers in this set that are kind of weird. I mean, yeah. Like if we look, well, yeah, not even just weird. Like some of these planeswalkers are just super abusable or becoming that way. I mean, Muyen Ling is a three cost planeswalker and she only enters with two, but like the ability, ability to, kind of negate flyers and decrease power until your next turn. Mm-hmm. Um, creating four fours with minus abilities and emblems that where your islands now allow you to draw cards yep. when they're up. Um, yeah. I like her too. Yeah. I want to get a few of her too. Then like you have Soren too, who like, he comes in with four loyalty and he has a minus three as his ultimate. You can put a vampire card from your hand onto the battlefield. Like you can kind of just yep. cheat cost that way, but like it's kind of, that one's interesting. Cause like you don't, it doesn't have a real ultimate, uh, but he kind of has this like really like deck archetype that he's wanting to be played in. It has a really good ability for that. Then like a Johnny's yeah. on the other where like his ultimate is a zero cost. It's cost zero loyalty. And it's if you have at least 15 more life than your starting life total exile is Johnny strength of the pride and each artifact and creature your opponents control. Yeah, so it's a board wipe for zero Mm -hmm. as long as you've managed the game life, essentially. And I'm happy that it's not a set, like we Mm -hmm. saw some cards that have a set life amount on them. And those are broken because in Commander, you start with 40 life. Those are really strong early game cards in those. And this, it's from your starting life total. So it it takes into account format, um, which is cool. But it also creates a Johnny's Pride Mates for tokens. Yeah, that's another thing I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about, like tokens that are just actual cards. Yeah. Like, I'm sure this has happened before, but like, but yeah, it's a weird one. It's easy to find tokens, at least. Yeah, yeah. Just play with the actual cards and use different yep. sleeves. Yep. 
my last card um, is Yeruk the Desecrated. Um, it's two black, green, blue for a legendary creature, Elemental Horror. It has Death Touch and Lifelink. It's a 3-5. Then it has, if a permanent entering the battlefield causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. It's Panharmonica on a stick. A, an annoying yeah. stick. I was watching Jumbo Commander Commander's video on this, um, and one of the things that he pointed out that I had missed is that it doesn't matter what the thing entering is as long as you control the thing that's triggering. Yep. And so like, I I forget the name of it, but there's like a black enchantment that whenever an opponent plays a land, they lose two life and you gain two life. Yep. So that triggers twice, even though you don't control the land, you can control the because it's triggering your enchantment. Yep. Yeah. And that's the same with Panharmonicon. And so I think that that's really cool. And I like that it's, it is all permanents, whereas Panharmonicon is just artifacts or creatures. Um, yes. And so, which is kind of what you would expect when it's on a legend, like, like Panharmonicon was in an artifact themed set. And so it makes sense that it would have that restriction. Whereas now it's just so good. Yorick isn't. And it's all. One of the things that I really like from like some of the art perspectives is that we have a, like a return of elementals, specifically ones from Zendikar. Um, and, on there. and I kind of like this idea of York being this, like this elemental on this plane that was destroyed. And that's why, um, it's kind of messed up. Like, that's why it's a horror is cause the, the inner, the mana from the plane is messed up. I just think that that's a really cool art direction. Well, also, so let's look at, so I don't know. So, I mean, like Omnath has gained another color in the mm-hmm. set. So he, now he adds blue to his color set. Which is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when eventually Omnath will just be a five color commander. Yep. We need we need two more printings, but Yep. Two more printings. Come on, Omnath. Don't die yet. Yep. But also in that elemental theme, like Chandra yeah. and like the reds are going hard into the elemental leaning hard into the elemental theme in this set. Um so that's going to have a lot of options and in, in sealed. Hopefully mm-hmm. that makes for you to go with that theme if possible. Um, mm-hmm. you didn't, the green, green, green is kind of, I like risen reef, um, for the green elementals. It's one green blue. Um, and whenever it or an elemental enters a con- battlefield under control, look at the top card of your library. If it's a land card, put it on the battlefield tapped. Um, if you don't, um, put it on the battlefield, you can put it in your hand. I like ferocious pup. That is a cute pupper. That is a good, good, good puppers. Oh, puppers. And if you have, if you have your commander out, ferocious pupper, you get two green wolf. So it gets a yeah. full family. You get to party. It gets mom and a dad when it comes to the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Or two dads, two moms, whichever. <laughs> it's cute. Yeah. Ferocious pup. Yeah. I like, I, I like a lot of, um, the flavor of some of the cards more so than the actual cards like ferocious pup. <laughs> well, also in the set, every guild is getting a, a card printed. Every two color mm-hmm. guild has a card that's been printed. Um, they're all on commons. Um, something random to, to yeah, take note of. I'd miss that. Cool. That, that it's, uh... um, and then we get, yeah, so we get one of every guild and then, Five of the three colors. Yes. And then they're all the um, the wedges from um, Khan's block. 
except and then there's yeah. also a sixth three color, but that's the buy a box promo. What is the Rianne, buy a box promo? Um, Angel of Rebirth, the multicolor tribal. Oh, yeah. Also, the Planeswalker deck cards aren't too bad. Yeah, some cool cards. It's some pretty cool that. stuff going on. Um, I actually. Maybe unpopular opinion. I like the Planeswalker deck Chandra art better than the in the set Chandra art. I'd agree, but I prefer the in the set rare art. I mm-hmm. think I agree. I like that one as well. The most. No. Yeah, the most. Yeah, that is my my favorite. It just reminds me kind of mm-hmm. Avatar esque. And what is that? That's Awakened Pyromancer. And- is that the. No, no. Uh, Acolyte, no of Acolyte of Flame. The other one is Novice Pyromancer. Yeah. It's the uncommon. Um, both are actually not too bad. Um, Chandra Accolade of Flame just allows, like, if you have Chandra Chant Planeswalkers out, mm-hmm. just keep ticking them. Um, includes herself. So it's a zero cost, but it's a plus one. Kind of cool. Um, creates and then also allowing you to rebound three or less um, spells, converted man costs three or less. Good burn, burn potential mm-hmm. as a result. Um, yeah, it'd be fun. This will be a good set. Definitely looking forward to playing some sealed. Maybe buying a box. I don't know. I'm still up in the air. I already I bought a box of Modern Horizon. Yeah. So. I'll probably buy a box of this. <laughs> Let's yeah. face it. I got plenty of Yay. time before packs. So <laughs> to save up my money again. Um, yeah. But yeah, all in all, a good set. Um, other themes in the set. So we have Elemental Knights is the other the colored theme across all the colors along with mm-hmm. the ley lines um should probably mention those um they each kind of come cavalier of thorns the elemental green elemental knight has reach flavors um fire breathing on the cavalier of flame lifelink on the cavalier of knight flying on the cavalier of gales flying theme again and Vigilance on Cavalier Dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they all have Enter the Battlefield triggers. Yeah, so Cavalier of Dawn, when it enters, this is the white one, you get to destroy up to one target non-land permanent. Then its controller makes a 3-3 colorless golem artifact creature token. And so, I like that. Like, it just comes in, just kind of gets rid of one. Oh, sorry. We should also mention, so they have Enter the Battlefield triggers mm-hmm. and when they die triggers. Which is really cool like that it's like okay i wish it was instead of when it dies when it leaves the battlefield <laughs> mostly for the cavalier or flame um when the cavalier or flame enters the battlefield you can discard any number of cards and draw that many cards so the man fix or hand fixing um and then when it dies it deals x damage to each opponent for each planeswalker they control where and each planeswalker they control where x is number of land cards in your graveyard mm-hmm I like that one a lot. It's yeah. really good for Lord Windgrace, where you just dumping lands into your graveyard yeah. and then getting them back, and you get to boop your opponents, which is pretty good. Boop. Booping mm-hmm. opponents is always nice, and it's all. And they're Planeswalkers. Yeah, these cards, they're fun. Um, I like, like, obviously, they always do a theme like this, and then kind of more tribal-themed um, mm-hmm. legendary creatures from there. So blue stinks, white angel, black demon, 
Red Dragon. Yeah. Green Hydra. Get their iconics. Okay. And then the lane lines. Yep. Just kind of iconic things and look at, but nice diversity in the set. Doesn't feel like overwhelming like Modern Horizons did or anything. Like there's a lot of good, fun mechanics. Oh, and they all got a colored artifact too. Forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Ancestral Blade, Portal of Sanctuary, Blood Soaked Altar, oh, right, Mask right, of Immolation. Right. And Wolf Rider Saddle. Those are all colored artifacts. Yep. Really cool. We also get the return of some of the scry lands from Theros. They're just the well, it's the five enemy colored ones. And so I'm yep. excited to have them back. These are um some of my favorite, like as far as like coming to play tap lands go. I like that ability to scry one on them. Yep. And then we get some a cool some cool rare land new rare land. So I mean Lotus Field, kind of the cliche reference to Lotus, mm-hmm. Black Lotus or any Lotus piece. Um Field of the Dead um allows you to so whenever another land it's it's a token generator which can be really strong. Whenever a field of the dead or another land enters the battlefield under your control, if you control seven or more lands with different names create a 2-2 black mm. zombie creature token. I was watching some MTG Arena today because a bunch of the streamers got invited in and one person was playing a scapeshift deck around Field of Dreams where you basically just got to seven lands, cast scapeshift, sacrifice everything, get Field of the Dead and six unique names. And then you get um, seven 2-2s. Two I was like, sure, that seems fun. Like... Yeah, it's it's a strong card, especially this is going to be a really good commander card. All in all, especially in lands matters like like anything like you're going to have your five colors are going to have lots of names. Um, Now we have the. Even in our basics, there's two of any color (laughs) options that you have because snow covered is different than snow covered planes is different than a planes. And it's going to it. You can do that really, yeah. really fast. But with that, I think we are going to wrap up our Corset 2020 um, top 10 list. Listeners, um, if you are Magic players and you have looked at some of the cards, let us know what you're excited about playing, whether it's in Commander, Standard, Modern, wherever you play. Um, you can do that by reaching out to us on our social media, which is OneGeek411 on Facebook, Twitter, and our PlayStation community. You can also shoot us an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. You can rate and subscribe on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Um, and then you can check out our show notes over at onegeek411.com. And then thank you again to our sponsor, Mythos and Inc. Go check out thygeekdom.com and use the promo code onegeek411 with geek in all caps to get 25% off. That, Chris, it's been a great week. Yes, it has. And what's your personal social media? It's not so far. And mine's Hugh Marwittel. I love you.